if the Pelicans want to make the playoffs and they're on the outside looking in right now, the stars and the coaching staff need to be better immediately. Otherwise, there needs to be big changes this offseason. I'll explain in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go! You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Tuesday, we are going to talk about, and I got some thoughts uh, about the Pelicans' 123-108 loss to the Sacramento Kings, a third quarter that was just some... Awful basketball. Just awful, awful basketball. But we'll break it down. We'll break it down what happened with the King Zone and why the Pelicans were unable to adjust to that because I do find this pretty interesting. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, no matter what happens with this team, breaking it all down. And right now, we're looking at the Pelicans being on the outside looking in. But how can they get back into the postseason? And is there a way to fix this stuff? There is and there isn't, and that's what we're going to look at in today's show. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Number one thing you can do if you want to support the channel, comment down below on YouTube. So, the Pelicans lost. And this is after scoring 59 points and having a tie game at the start of the second half. And with about 10 minutes left in the third quarter, the Pelicans were winning the game. And then completely unraveled and fell apart. And they lost the third quarter 37-20. to And the game was over. The game was over at that point and the Pelicans had no answers. What happened? So what happened was the Sacramento Kings switched to a zone defense. And New Orleans, who had been using Brandon Ingram to initiate the offense, and then when he was doubled, would move the ball and then try and get it back to him, kind of matched up at that point against a rotating defense, was having a lot of success. The Pelicans, in the third quarter against that zone defense, went away from all of that. All of that. None of the ball movement and just stagnant offense that did nothing. To sum it up, the Pelicans had three assists in the third quarter. They just went away from what worked. In the first half. And I don't know why. It seemed like the frustration of a couple of bad possessions really got to them. They started forcing things. It led to turnovers, which meant the Sacramento Kings could get out and run. You've heard me talking a lot the past couple months about how bad offense turns into worse defense. And you really saw that in here. Easy transition points for the Sacramento Kings. The Pelicans defense, which has been good all season long... Doesn't do well in transition. They're great in the half court. And well, the Kings didn't even need to play half court offense whatsoever. So bad offense compounding into worse defense and you get blown out and you lose a quarter by 17, a quarter that you were winning at one point. It was awful. And then as the quarter went on, you just saw a team give up. Straight up, you saw a team stop caring and just give up. And all of this is inexcusable. Why would you go away from what worked in the first half? Where is the coaching staff on that getting through to these players? When they played Portland and B.I. had his 40-point game, they 
torched Portland's zone defense. Portland went with zone a lot in that game, and the Pelicans destroyed it. None of what they did in that game against Portland was used in this game. Why? Why? I don't understand the lack of lessons learned, the lack of adjustments for something that you just saw. It wasn't like this was weeks ago. That is on the coaching staff. And I said in the open, the coaching staff, the players need to get better right now. We're going to look at Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum in particular in the next segment. But right now, let's focus with the coaching staff. You just beat a team that played zone against you. You know what worked and you didn't do any of that. No more off-ball movement, no slip screens, no pick and rolls, just nothing. Call a timeout and get it through to your players of what they need to do. They're not listening, pull them. What are you going to do? Lose the quarter by 20 instead of 17? It's not like it's going to matter at that point. The lack of awareness adjustments from the coaching staff is killing this team right now, and they have to be better than that. There need to be lessons learned. There need to be adjustments made. And they're just so inflexible to the point where it seems like they don't care. And we know that's not true. But you could just see the disinterest from almost everybody in this game getting through the players. There's no sense of urgency from the coaches. They're going to be a sense of urgency from the players. Or are they just going to continue to turn the ball over and just kind of do their thing? It was just one of the worst quarters of basketball we've seen from the Pelicans so far this year. And there have been a couple of those, right? And this team is just a far cry from even the team that was close in a couple of games on that 10-game losing streak. That team on a 10-game losing streak is a far better team than what you're seeing right now on the court. And now, with this loss, they're on the outside looking in when it comes to the postseason. You are no longer in the playoffs if the season ended today. Going from first in the West to out is rough. And the Zion injury doesn't help. And look, if Zion was here, they're a top four seed easy if he's healthy all year long. He fixes that many things. But you still shouldn't be this bad without him. And this is where coaches, you know, earn their money. And it does not feel like Willie Green and staff is doing that right now. Now it's on the players too. We'll get into them in the next segment here. But you get a good game. The first half, it was like, okay, they know what they're doing. And then in the second half against the 25th ranked defense, they they struggle to score. How does that happen? 20, uh, 49 points in the second half. How does that happen? And it can't. It just can't. You can't waste a game where Herb Jones gives you 13 points and goes three of three from deep. We'll talk about the role players in the third segment here. You know, and the lack of certain guys really hurt you. No Larry Nance Jr. made things really tough. It made it just way harder to defend Sabonis, who he did a very good job of in the matchup in the Smoothie King Center earlier on in the year where he was fairly quiet. Here he had a triple-double, 19 points, 11 boards, 11, um, 11 boards, and 11 assists. So no Larry Nance Jr. hurt you. But offensively, you've got to be able to score better, and you can't just let a zone for basically the entirety of the third quarter completely disrupt you like that. That's inexcusable, and for the team just to give up the way they did, inexcusable. They all need to be better, the coaches and the players too. And let's look at the players coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans because 
No, it wasn't a great performance from a lot of those guys either, particularly the guys that have to carry you. And I want to look at CJ McCollum mainly and Brandon Ingram to a slightly lesser extent. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. I love eating healthier now. I just physically feel so much better than I ever have before. And Bilt Bar has been a big part of that. I like sugar. I like candy. Give me all that stuff. You put it in front of me. I'm just going to throw it all down. And that doesn't do any good for me. I feel terrible after. But now you can get all that flavor with a Bilt Bar. Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They look and taste like a candy bar. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. But these bars are actually healthy for you, unlike a candy bar. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. I eat one every single day, often just as lunch. And now, you don't even need to wait to go get a box. Instead of going to Built.com, which you can do, and check out all the special limited time flavors that they have, you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Head to Walmart, grab a box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Go to Sam's Club, get a box of the brownie batter and churro. It's a combo box. Those are two of my favorite flavors. Give Built Bars a try. Get them at Built.com, Walmart, Sam's, wherever it is, and you're going to love them. Trust me. You can thank me later. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down every single thing you want to know about this team. What went wrong in the third quarter of the Pelicans' loss to the Sacramento Kings? Because, yeah, that was pretty rough and just completely unacceptable from what we've seen from them. And I really put a lot of the blame there on the coaching staff. But we're here Monday through Friday. No days between shows, giving you the insight you want onto what's going on with this team, where they're struggling, where they can get better, what the outlook for the future is. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment down below. Um, oh, and comment down below. That's what it is on YouTube. So the Sacramento Kings beating the Pelicans 123-108. Offense really struggling, particularly in the third quarter. Pelicans just can't do anything, and the game was over. You know, without Zion Williamson, the engine that makes everything work, it, it's tougher. You know, this team with him healthy, if he was healthy all year, they're a top four seed easy. They easily could be the one seed or the two seed or the three seed as well, not just in the top four. They were that good with him, and the offense works so well with him, and that makes the defense better. It fixes a lot of the problems, a lot of the problems, but they don't have him now, and they still shouldn't be as bad as they are currently. And so without Zion, the burden falls to other players, and it's going to mainly fall to your star players in CJ McCollum and Brandon Ingram. And... Let's focus on CJ first, because post-All-Star break, when this team needed to go on a run, he is struggling. He is struggling badly. He had 14 points on 14 shots. He was 6 of 14, that's 43% from the field, 1 of 5 from 3, 5 turnovers, and just 3 assists. He was also getting targeted defensively, and the Kings were making the Pelicans pay, basically, for having him out there on the court. Just flat out, like the coaching staff, he's got to be better than that. He's dealing with a thumb injury on a shooting hand that doesn't make things easy, but it doesn't excuse this. And CJ himself has said he needs to play better. Going into this game, in the five games before this one, post-All-Star break, he was averaging 20.6 points per game. That seems good, 
but that's on 18.6 shots per game. That's not great efficiency. He was shooting 42% from the field, just 27% from three, and that number is going to drop right now after this. Five assists and two turnovers per game. There was a stretch where he was playing like an all-star. He is not playing like that anymore. And in fact, this season is one of his worst when it comes to efficiency, and it hasn't been particularly great. 21 points on 18.2 shot attempts, shooting 43.4% from the field. That is the second lowest of his career outside of his rookie season. He's shooting 37.5%. That's going to drop slightly from three. That's the worst he's had since his rookie season and one other year, but it's tied for the worst that he's ever shot. He just hasn't been great, and it means the Pelicans are a whole lot easier to defend because they can just double-team Zion, or it's not Zion, um, Brandon Ingram, and make life tougher for him. And it forces the Pelicans to have to add new actions, a new philosophy to their offense when CJ isn't scoring like this. That's what's causing a lot of this. He's just not the type of threat that the Pelicans need him to be. The three-point shot not falling is going to compress the spacing out there on the court for Brandon Ingram and others. And it's leading to a lot of these problems. Now, Zion, with the court gravity and the the scoring that he does, fixes a lot of that. But he's not here. So the burden is on C.J. McCollum to go back to playing like an all-star like he was earlier on in the season. But he has really fallen off. Is he tired? Maybe. Doesn't have to do with the finger, the thumb injury? Probably. But I, I don't know what you want me to say other than he needs to be better. And right now, he's not. And that's a big part of the Pelicans' problem. You know, with Brandon Ingram, while he's scoring and shooting and playing well, again, 40 points against the Portland Trailblazers, one thing you're seeing is he's making a lot of bad passes down into the lane. There's a couple of good ones there too, but sometimes it feels like some of the passing is just trying a little bit too hard. He had four assists in the first quarter of this game, and they went away from some of that. You know, he finished the night with seven total assists compared to just six turnovers. That's not going to work. And a lot of those passes are just down on the baseline or down into the lane where it's through a lot of bodies and he's just not good enough to make those type of passes. You can run him in the pick and roll. You saw a nice feed to Jackson Hayes for an and one on a layup. But some of the passes he makes are just bad passes, bad decisions that lead to the opponent getting out and running in transition. So it turns into points off turnovers, fast break points for the opponent, and the Pelicans lose because of that. That's where they're running into so many of these problems. The way they used Brandon Ingram in the first half, I thought was good. Get the ball in his hands. He gets doubled, passes out of that along the perimeter. It gets swinged around to the other side. And then he decides, okay, I'm going to cut. What you saw from the Pelicans a lot in the first half was pass and then cut. The ball leaves your hands, you're going to go move, and you're going to make that defense keep an eye on you and rotate. And they just go away from that. And Brandon Ingram not being able to make some of these passes that he needs to make, if he's going to do that, I'd rather have him just shoot. I'd rather have him just shoot. Don't get that close to the rim and try and do this this pass into the lane when that's just not the best thing for you to be doing. 
These stars need to be more efficient. Brandon needs to cut down on some of the turnovers with these bad passes. The scoring and everything else is there. The fact that he's taking and making threes, he was two or four from deep, I like that. The rebounding, I think, has been pretty good from him, too, at times. The assist numbers when he's not making those passes in the lane are good, too. And he can score 24 points on 16 shot attempts. That's going to work. But he needs to cut down on some of those turnovers because they compound on the Pelicans. Zero points for you and basically two to three points for your opponent every time. That's a four to five point swing. Maybe even more than that. Against you. You're not going to win very many games when that's the case. When CJ McCollum goes one of five or six for 14, you're going to lose. You're trying to make up offense and what you get from Zion, and they're not filling that void. BI is. It's mainly CJ. If BI cuts down on some of the turnovers, I think that really helps this team. Three less turnovers for him in this game, and I'm not going to say the Pelicans were going to win. They weren't, but the final score looks a whole lot closer, and maybe it's closer to you know 10, 12 points than what it ended up being, and what you know how badly, truly that the Pelicans lost. CJ just needs to score better. Simple as that. You got to make your shots. You can't shoot under 27% from three over a six-game stretch. This team needs more than that. And he knows that. I'm not telling him anything he doesn't know or wouldn't say. And he has said this. But it's killing this team right now. He's got to get back to playing like an all-star like he was earlier. So coming up next, let's take a look at a couple of other guys who played well. Herb Jones, Dyson Daniels, Kyra Lewis Jr., Trey Murphy. Let's look at all the other role players coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by FanDuel. Final stretch run of the NBA season is here. Now is the perfect time to download the FanDuel app, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. The layout's great. It looks awesome. It's really easy to find all the bets that you want. And you can bet on everything from the money line to points scored and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. If you want to take the player props, the player odds, Trey Murphy to score more than three and a half points and the Pels to lose, you would have made some money in this one. Trey Murphy had 17 points. We'll talk about him coming up here next. So don't miss your, the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down every single thing you want to know about this Pelicans team. The good, some of it, the bad, most of it right now. But it's all interesting. There's takeaways, and it's going to inform what the Pelicans need to do this offseason big time. You can really see some of it. And that's what we'll take a look at a little bit here, along with some of these role players too. So, oh, by the way, Saints signing Derek Carr. I don't know if he's good. I don't know if he's good or if paying him $37 million is the right move for the Saints. But you know who does is Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On Saints podcast. So I'm going to be listening to that all week long. I hope you are as well. Go make sure Locked On Saints is your second listen today because Ross is going to break down everything black and gold that we need to know about the QB situation. So for the Pelicans, again, I stress 
you know, it, it, the people who are saying like, oh, Zion can't fix everything here. Like, no, he can. These are some of the same problems we saw early on in the year. And they were still first in the West because Zion is that good and elevates this team so much. And you really see it when the role players step up like this. Trey Murphy going four of nine from three, 17 points on the night, hit the over on his projection. You get Herb Jones going five of eight, making three threes, three of three from deep. Eight assists, eight rebounds, 13 points, a hugely impactful night from him. Kyra Lewis Jr. off the bench, only getting three points, but making his presence felt, grabbing steals, getting this team into transition, getting them into early offense, and kind of being at times a little bit of a point guard that this team desperately needs. You also have Dyson Daniels, who had good defensive minutes out there, getting stops, getting the Pelicans out in transition to score some easy, fast-break buckets. Those are the type of performances you need from some of these guys around a guy like Zion Williamson. And you're seeing these players are capable of doing that. So with Zion out here, I do think it fixes the majority of the problems. And I feel very confident in saying that the Pelicans would have been a top four seed if he was healthy the majority of the year. It's a big if. He's missed significant time in three, including one whole season, of his four years in the league. It's an open question if he can do that. But it shows you how well things work around him. You can debate whether they should build a team around him or not. That's a separate discussion. In fact, did a show on that. But it shows you they could be really, really good and go toe-to-toe with most teams in the league with Zion out there. And then it makes life easier for Brandon Ingram and hopefully CJ McCollum, who's just taking on too much, trying to kind of be the point guard, and that's definitely not the way to use him. The other injury to Larry Nance Jr. in this game, I think, was big too. And when I talked about big changes this offseason, it's really going to be the center spot. Valanciunas actually had a good game, and they didn't use him nearly enough. 19 points on 11 shots. He was 9 of 11 12 rebounds, three assists, zero turnovers. But you can see for what they want to do defensively, it just doesn't work. doesn't work. You can't put him on uh, Sabonis like they would have wanted to with Larry Nance Jr. And Larry Nance Jr. basically marked him out of the game last time these two teams played. And Sabonis in this one has a triple-double. But there's bigger issues too. And this is something that's really going to also need to be looked at this offseason. And that's the coaching staff, and maybe there needs to be a shakeup there because this team did not look prepared. I should have talked about this in the first segment. You know, Antonio Daniels on the show always says, like, know your personnel. And the Pelicans did not seem to do to know that at all. Kevin Herter just went off on this team. He was four of four to start from shooting from deep, and he was six of ten, and they were going under on screens, giving him room to shoot threes. He finished with 25 points, was a game high plus 27 on the night. What are they doing there? Matthew Dellavedova, who didn't score at all in this, drove to the basket at one point, and the Pelicans completely overplayed it, leading to a wide-open herder three. They just did not seem prepared and well-coached for this. And if there's trouble with game plans and things like that, that needs to be addressed because the Pelicans can't keep making some of these very easy little mistakes that put them behind the eight ball that they then need to kind of try and dig themselves out of. It's on the coaching staff, not having these guys prepared. If it says go under screens or something like that, or if it says on there, go over screens, the players aren't doing it. Coaches got to get that out of them. And that's not happening right now. 
There needs to be some roster shakeup this offseason, but also definitely feels like there maybe needs to be some coaching shakeup in some sense. I don't know what. I'm not going to say who or what, and certainly they're not going to fire head coach Willie Green, and I don't think you need to fire head coach Willie Green. But there needs to be a little bit of a change because there's too much complacency here. There's too much just kind of easy things to fix that aren't being fixed. And that's a big part of why the Pelicans are looking in to, out of the playoffs right now. Looking, They're on the outside looking in there. I can get the analogy right or whatever the phrase is. And if they want to make the postseason, they all have to be better. CJ's got to be better. BI's got to cut down some of those turnovers. And the coaching staff sure as heck needs to be better too. Because the season's not over. There's still a lot to play for. And they're not acting like it right now. You could convince me that this team is tanking. That's how bad the second half against the Sacramento Kings was. And you can't do that. Fans deserve better than that. Absolutely. And they need to make some changes sooner rather than later or figure things out. We'll talk more about those changes in the offseason in tomorrow's episode of Locked On Pelicans, but that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.